You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into a Friday edition of the podcast. I hope everybody out there listening is doing well. Tough loss on the hardwoods last night, but Brian, we still have plenty to discuss on this edition of the podcast. Jake, we're going to try and and brighten the day for everybody. We're not going to let a bad loss break our stride. We're not going to let a couple bad shots slow us down. Oh, no. The Locked on Utes podcast has to keep on moving. So we're going to talk about the game last night. We're going to try and hit the highs, although there weren't a ton. We're definitely going to talk about the lows and and expand on on what needs to happen with this team and, and, and where you can point the fingers. Brian Thompson announces his destination for transfer. He's headed to an in-division rival down south, not the Cougars, but the Cactus Cougars or Sun Devils, I guess. <laughs> Cactus Cougars, I like that. And then we're going to talk a little bit about what's going to happen this weekend with Utah Athletics. Basketball will still play at Oregon. Gymnastics has a, mat, a meet against US, UCLA. Volleyball had their match postponed. And then baseball is headed in a different direction, not to Texas, yeah. just like Ted Cruz. <laughs> wow. Wow. Well done, sir. Bravo to you on that one. But you know what? Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends over at betonline.ag and Built Bar. We'll tell you a little bit more about them later on. And without further ado, let's dive on in and have some fun. This is the Locked On Utes podcast for February 19th, 2021. Once again, welcome into Locked On Utes, your daily podcast focused on all things Utah Utes. I'm Jay Catch. That is Brian Brown. We are your co-host tandem covering all things Utes for you guys every single day. Thanks again for taking some time to download the show. Make sure if you haven't done so already, hit that follow or subscribe button. And as Brian and I are fond of saying, leave us a five-star review a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts in particular, and also a review. Let, let us know what you like about the show. We love hearing from our listeners. More bear comments. <laughs> More bear comments is never a bad thing, I can tell you that much. But having a lot of fun going on today's podcast. But let's start off on the downer note here, Brian. Tough loss for the Utah men's basketball program at Oregon State last night. And... Is it as simple as saying that Utah is down two of their best players? We discussed this on the podcast earlier this week. You have Ryland Jones out with the shoulder injury. You also have Mickey Yontanen playing for the Finnish national team overseas. Is it as simple as saying, Brian, that missing those two guys combined with 20 turnovers that led to 26 points for Oregon State pretty much doomed Utah in this loss, or is there more to it? Oh, I think it was just from start to finish, it was a very lackluster effort from the Utes. The ball security was just awful. And and you talk about 20 turnovers, 10 of those came from the primary initiators of the offense for the Utes and Timmy Allen and Pella Larson. And I don't want to point any fingers at, at one particular player because this was entirely a team loss. You know, you, you hit three shots from beyond the arc. And of those three shots, two were from Riley Batten and one was from Brandon Carlson. You didn't get a single three-pointer from any of your guard lines or any of your wings. Uh, You know, Alfonso Plummer goes 0 for 7. Uh, Pella Larson, 0 for 1. Jackson Brentley, 0 for 1. Ian Martinez, 0 for 1. 
So for a team that already doesn't shoot that well from the field, it's really hard to overcome that effort. But they did a good job of turning the ball over and making it kind of inconsequential, right? In a way, they did. You're right. And it just it's one of those losses that you look back on and say there are some very clear indicators of where this game turned. And I, I really do think it turned on those turnovers because, as you mentioned, 10 of the turnovers that Utah had, when you're a guy that's initiating the offense, Pella, no. Like you, you cannot have guys doing what they were doing. It was Pella had six, I think, in the first half alone, if I'm not mistaken, turnover-wise. Just you can't have guys, when they're coming down the court, they're trying to get the team into the set and when they turn it over wow it's just it's immediate you're turning around and you're chasing the other team the other way you cannot survive in a game like that yeah four turnovers for Pella Larson and I think part of the problem is that Utah is proving that being a stationary program in a year such as this is not going to work and we we understand that everybody wants Larry Kuskoviak gone you know there's you said anyone that might still be riding with Larry Kay. I I don't know that anybody really is in terms of the fans. Obviously, you know, his boss is probably not going to make any major moves based off of one game. Mm -hmm. Uh, After this one, the fans are entitled to be upset because they didn't make adjustments to the guys that are being forced into different roles on this team than what they're used to. Hello Larson is not a bring it up slow type of player. He's a guy that needs to push the ball. Same with Ian Martinez. We talked about it a little bit, I believe, on Tuesday or Wednesday. I think it was Wednesday. That they needed to get some guys on the court that could run and push the ball, and yeah. they didn't do that at all. And and that actually was to their detriment, I felt like. This was a team, and this was a game. I felt like Oregon State's a decent program. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong in saying this. I feel like Oregon State's a decent program, but that was an imminently winnable game going into it, in my mind, for Utah. It just looked like a game that Utah could go in, and I and we, we need to acknowledge the fact, yeah, Mickey Yontanen and Ryland Jones, missing those two guys hurt you, no, no doubt. But I still felt like with all the personnel losses and everything going for Utah, I still felt like going to Corvallis, that was a game that Utah could have won. Teams are both right next to each other in the standings. Utah was a two-point favorite going into the game, but they just turned the ball over continuously. And then in the second half, they could not get the ball into the basket. Timmy Allen had a great game overall from a numbers perspective, sure. but he really did struggle at points initiating the offense. And that's not his primary role. He is not a patient distributor. He is not a guy who's going to sit there and wait. He likes to score. And he tried for three straight possessions in the second half to do that. And he turned the ball over all three of them. Now, some of that is that they looked like they were hunting for fouls a lot this game and that PAC 12 crew was not going to give it to him. Not at all. This was a very physical game, and Oregon State bought into that, and Utah did not. And because of that, I think the Utes got a little steamrolled. So, okay, Brian, I guess last thing for me on this loss, and of course we'll look ahead to the Oregon game here in a moment. We'll get to that and kind of preview that game. But I just look at the – I'm looking at the stat sheet here, the the rundown of what happened in this game. Alfonso Plummer, 1 of 11 from the field. Pella Larson, 0 of 2 from the field. Yes, Brandon Carlson and Timmy Allen had the statistically the nice games, 24 and 16 points respectively. But wow, Ian Martinez, zero points. Jackson Brenchley, zero points. This goes back to the conversation you and I had. I remember on Wednesday saying, yes, they need some of these young guys who can come in and just uh, push this offense. 
and none of them were able to do that. That That's just, man, it, it, it's disappointing, but the hope is that they can learn from this, pick it up where they left off after some of the wins they've had in the recent memory, and then go into Oregon here and say, you know what, that game's in the past. We need to focus on the future. I think there's two two places that you can point at and absolutely make changes going from this game and into the game against Oregon, and that's don't turn the ball over and make your shots. Yeah. Just those two things alone would help this team drastically. They shot 38.5% from the field. That's way below what they need to be shooting. This is a team that needs to get buckets at or near the cup. They do not shoot well from the three-point line. Anytime that Oregon State forced them outside, we saw Larry Kraskoviak try to go with two bigs to try and combat that a little bit. Didn't necessarily work. Although I thought the hot tune had some good minutes in the first half, had four points. I, I called it a hot streak. I don't know if that's really fair to lot. <laughs> okay, here's the thing. It was actually it was good to see him have a, have some success because it's been a season that just it's been for, largely forgettable for that young man. It feels like, and it was good to see him have a little bit of success there. And I'm with you. It, it was nice. To, he was one of the kind of those bright spots in an otherwise dismal loss. Yeah, and and so there's a lot to look at in this game that you can point at and say, you know, points per possession they were at point eight. Yeah. And, and anytime you're competitive, that's got to be at least 1.0 or, or better. Uh-huh. A good points per possession is 1.2, 1.3. If you're really elite, you're getting 1.5, right? If you hit 1.5, you're bordering on NBA caliber type offense. Let's put it that yeah, way. Yeah, like if you're just at 1.2, even you're better than Oregon State tonight, who was at 1.12. Yeah. So all that kind of stuff, it, it factors into it. And I think some of it was Utah just got overwhelmed early and, and Oregon state gave them an opportunity to, to get back into it. And they kind of struggled into it uh, almost in spite of themselves. Yeah. You know, I, I mentioned at one point in time, you know, on my Twitter feed, like, I don't know how Utah is in this game, but they are only down three. And I was going to say that's a testament to something, but I don't know what, and maybe it's just good, good luck, good fortune. But that ran out in the second half, and and Oregon State pulled away quickly. So we'll see what the Utes do. This team has shown all year long that they're very gritty, and they've responded when they've been dealt adversity. I think there are easy corrections to be made, but you have to expect Oregon to pressure, 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 and Utah's got to find a solution for that somehow. They do, and we'll preview that game against Oregon a little later here on the podcast. We do want to get to some football here, obviously. Brian Thompson announcing his transfer destination. We all thought he was going to stay in the Pac-12, Brian, but little did we know he was going to stay in the division. That, that's the crazy part about it. We'll break that down, give you some of our thoughts on that here in just a moment. Before we do that, though, let's take a minute and talk about our friends at betonline.ag, Brian. Uh, so, funny enough, people may think, okay, BetOnline, you're talking about sports betting. Well, BetOnline's got more than just sports if you have a tv show you'd like to get in on the action on reality tv even the award shows that that circuit's coming up i saw that the golden globes are coming up here in just over a week brian if you want to bet on any of that all the props the odds betonline.ag has got it all for you it's an easy operation there jake i posted a parlay right before uh the games kicked off on thursday it did not hit but that's okay we're parlay every day until the funds run dry <laughs> and that's why it's fun because you can stay invested a, a game like last night if you're a utah fan you're obviously disappointed by it but the good news there's nothing like hitting a good parlay to bounce back 
Absolutely. The best part about it is Bet Online. their accounts are free to sign up for, and they're giving away free money. You heard that, F-R-E-E, free money. All you got to do is make, when you make your first deposit, use the promo code LOCKEDON at betonline.ag, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus. You deposit 10 bucks, magically you're going to have 15 bucks to play with. 100 bucks, 150 bucks. You can do the math. Take advantage of it now. Go to betonline.ag. Sign up for that free account when you make that first deposit. Like we said, use the promo code LOCKEDON for that 50% welcome bonus. It's all courtesy of your friends at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Brian, when bad news appears, it seems to come in droves. And if you're a Utah basketball fan, it was a tough loss last night, but that may translate over to a doubly a double gut punch, I guess is what I'll go with, as Brian Thompson, the former Utah standout wide receiver, announced that not only is he staying in the Pac-12, he's just moving, uh, what, a thousand miles, not even a thousand miles south. He's just going south of the border to Arizona State. He's going to be in the division and face off against the Utes. What do you make of this? It's definitely something that's got under Arizona or Utah fan skin, and I think Arizona State's done that for a multitude of reasons. It does feel like the Sun Devils have an arrow pointed at Utah with a finger saying, hey, we're coming after you. Stole Jaden Daniels one year. Now they're getting Brian Thompson uh, as a transfer recruit. It Good for Brian for finding a spot that he wants to go. Uh, I, I think that nowadays for athletes, there's so much that goes into this that you need to go somewhere where you're feeling most comfortable and where you feel like you can get your shot. Yeah. I don't know that he's necessarily a day one starter going down to Arizona State. There is a lot of four-star talent there at the wide receiver position. But at the same time, this is a veteran wide receiver who is hungry for an opportunity to prove himself, and he's going to play for a quarterback that's a Heisman favorite and one of the best in the Pac-12. Yeah, Jaden Daniels, if there's anything about that young man that you need to know is that he can get the rock all over the field when it needs to be there. He has got a very polished arm for a young quarterback relative to his age and everything, but... I look forward to seeing how things play out here for Brian Thompson, and I wish him well, first off. I, I say you, Like you mentioned, you hope guys find a spot where they feel comfortable, that they feel like they can have success. I, I just think the, the one thing that's going to get Utah fans go is the fact that he is playing in the exact same division as Utah, and they're going to see him for at least two more years. He's got two years of eligibility remaining. Without a doubt, and I think that Utah fans – feel like there should be something to prevent that kind of thing. At the same time, I don't think anybody was complaining when Kylie Fitz transferred to Utah from UCLA. Sure. So when it plays in your favor, you're all for it. When it plays against you is something that you dislike. The advantage is that I don't think that Utah is, is any less likely to, to beat Arizona state in the game because Brian Thompson's on the other side. This is a really good football team. This is still a really good defense. And the last time that Arizona state played Utah, they didn't even play last year. Arizona state couldn't field the team because of COVID issues. Mm -hmm. So the last time that they played them, did Arizona state scored three points and Jaden Daniels did nothing. Utah except got, for, yeah. Utah got after him in that one. Yeah, yeah. All he did, all they did, was cause nightmare after nightmare, and whoever that redshirt freshman tackle was didn't even recover. I think he moved to guard. <laughs> well, after the performance he had, I, I'm surprised he wanted to show up the next day and go to practice again. So, but nonetheless, 
I think this is going to be an interesting thing to just to kind of track over the next couple of years because you and I are both convinced that Utah is going to be in the mix for the Pac-12 South title this year. Arizona State is right there in the hunt, it seems like, as well. Herm Edwards has built a decent program down there. The one thing that he has not done yet is really win big down there in Tempe. And that's kind of the one thing that I think that Arizona State fans are still waiting on. I I talk with PK, Patrick Kinahan, who I work with on a daily basis. He's a proud Sun Devil alum. And he talks about the fact that, yeah, Todd Graham had a 10-win season. Dennis Erickson has had a 10-win season down there in Tempe. When is Herm Edwards going to break through and have that 10-win season? It's kind of the one thing that is missing here from Herm Edwards' time in the desert there. And it'll be interesting to just see how things shake out. I am with you that Brian Thompson may not walk in and immediately be a day one starter for Arizona State, but he adds to a pretty talented wide receiving core with, like you mentioned, one of those dark horse Heisman trophy candidates at quarterback in Jaden Clemens. Yeah, and, and the receiver room is loaded as well. Lanyata Alexander, a good prospect from uh, Kennedy Catholic in in, in Washington. Uh, you know, LV Bunkley Shelton, who is a another wide receiver that we've seen be really prolific. A little bit of a smaller guy. Johnny Wilson is a six seven athlete out of Calabasas, uh, freshman that we didn't get to see a whole ton of, but he's got a lot of size. And so if Brian Thompson can find a way to break into that rotation. Good for him. But there is a lot of good talent on that roster as is what I think Arizona state has lacked is they've lacked a complete team that was capable of competing for a title. This might be the year because they've had two good recruiting classes ahead of this season that should be maturing into a good overall team. We'll see how they do defensively. That seems to kind of be the, the, weaker link on the team from year to year. Sure. But, you know, it's the bottom line is that this is one that really hits Utah fans square in the gut because it's going to a rival. It's going to a school that you feel like you were starting to maybe get over the top on. And now it just makes it that much more intense. And I don't think where there's a good rivalry between Utah and USC, and I think both programs recognize it and, and there's some intensity to it, there's just a lot of dislike for each other with Utah and ASU. And and I don't think that's very unusual for anyone else in the conference. That, that's a good point. I do need to apologize. I said Jaden Clemens. Of course, that's the former Sky Ridge quarterback who's at Utah. It's Jaden Daniels. I, I apologize. Jaden Clemens, hey, you might be a Heisman Trophy finalist at some point down the road, but in the meantime, it's Jaden Daniels. So I just wanted – I, I said that. I'm like, hold on. I just said a Utah quarterback's name in place of Jaden Daniels, but nonetheless – It shows how much I'm paying attention, Jake. I didn't even catch it. It's so. okay. I didn't catch you a couple weeks ago when you happened to say that Sione Fotu was going to transfer. So, you know what? We <laughs> None can, of us did. We, we, can, we, can keep ourselves, we, can, we can keep ourselves accountable nonetheless. And by the way, one other note on this, Brian, I don't know how much you know of my background with regard Guards to apparel giants like Nike, Under Armour, and whatnot. I got to say, though, in terms of going from an Under Armour school to an Adidas school, sorry, Brian Thompson, but you downgraded in terms of your gear. That's just my personal opinion. I'm not a huge fan of, of the Arizona State color scheme as is. You know, yellow is not my color. Okay. But, yeah, I think uh, 
This is a tough sell for me. I'm not an Adidas guy. Nope, me neither. The three-stripe life is not for me. But nonetheless, we wish Brian Thompson nothing but the best. And, of course, it, it will be interesting to see how he does down there in Tempe. And Utah fans will be able to see him up close because he's going to be playing against Utah and also playing in the same division. All right, Brian, we will wrap up the week, wrap up everything you need to know about Utah sports here in just a moment, kind of look ahead to the weekend. A number of sports, baseball none none bigger kicking off their season this weekend. We'll talk about that here in a moment. Let's do take a minute and talk about a flash sale going on with our good friends at Built Bar today, Brian. We talked about earlier this week the launch of the coconut brownie crumble that came out. You and I are absolutely head over heels about that flavor. Well, they just have a one-day sale on a brand-new flavor they just launched, the coconut puff bar. I cannot encourage people enough to give these a chance, and this is a limited-time-only deal. Let me give you some of the details on this, Brian. It's real quick. Luscious chocolate mixed with soft marshmallows. So if you like kind of that even softer, pillowy type of flavor, this is the bar for you. It's made with their premium collagen protein blend, and it packs 16 grams of protein, just 130 calories, and only 6 grams of sugar. That is a miracle of modern science, Brown Bear. The best part about it is you'll be getting them fresh from uh, the Built Bar factory located here locally in in Utah. Mm -hmm. And that collagen protein is such an important part of everything. It's, It's in your fingernails. It's in your hair. And we definitely don't get nearly as much as we should. Why not reward yourself for making a smart decision and make it delicious as well? by ordering a puff built bar. Yeah, one day only, one day sell, flash sell today. Go to builtbar.com, take advantage of it now. I can't recommend enough how great built bar are built bars are. The new flavors they come out with, I just just my opinion, Brian, you may agree or disagree with this. I think they keep upping the ante on themselves and I just think okay, they've done as bad as good as they can and they just do it again. This is a great company, support them. Go to builtbar.com. Brian, got a few different things we need to touch on before we go here on a Friday edition of the Locked On Utes podcast. Let's start off with the men's basketball program trying to bounce back from that loss at Oregon State. Well, it's going to be tough because you got to go to Knight Arena in Eugene and face off against Dana Altman and the Oregon Ducks. And the Ducks don't lose there very often, an 88% win percentage at uh, Matthew Knight Arena, despite the fact that the floor looks like... <laughs> A collage like well it looks it looks like bob ross had himself a good time over there and painted some happy pretty trees whatever. pretty trees but it's also made the oregon ducks and their fans very happy because they continue to win there and currently oregon as we record so we record these the night before they're locked in a battle against colorado by the time you listen to this that game will likely be over and we'll know the result of that but oregon has been on a stretch right now uh where they've been cruising Three straight, went over Washington, Arizona State, went over Arizona. And, you know, this Ducks team seems to be the kryptonite for for Utah every single year. They are a tough team, especially to beat there on the road. Uh, Man, I just look at this. It's a big opportunity. There is no doubt about that. There's an opportunity here for Utah to get an emphatic bounce-back win. But, yeah, there are – Few places in this conference tougher than Knight Arena, in my opinion, to go and win at. Uh, This will be interesting. You can catch it. That's tomorrow night, 7 o'clock Mountain Time on the Pac-12 Networks. Will be interesting to see how things go. And uh, I just look at this. 
it's a it's a golden opportunity for Utah because many people are just going to say, you know what, they lost to Oregon State, they have no chance at Oregon. That seems to be the time when teams like Utah seem to jump up and bite people. It's very reminiscent of a game against Colorado where the Buffaloes sort of steamrolled them, but Utah walked out of Boulder with a victory, and they were a Boulder team for it. Yep, absolutely. Well done. Nice nice pun there, by the way. All right, let's talk some other sports going on. Let's start off with gymnastics, a huge showdown against UCLA for the Red Rocks. This is a program that has been a thorn in the Red Rocks side for a long, long time. Probably their best competition in the Pac-12, but also a program that has a lot of respect across the gymnastics sphere. And I think Utah fans are very excited. Unfortunate that there won't be uh, any fans up there on the hill for this one. If it was a normal time, I'm sure that place would be packed and rocking. But Friday night, the game will be televised. Make sure to tune in for that one. And... Fingers crossed the Red Rocks have a good performance. You're right. It seems like annually there's always programs who seem to jump up and are good programs in the Pac-12, but on an annual basis, it's the Bruins and the Red Rocks. Those are the two like stalwarts in the Pac-12, and it will be fun to see both of them going head-to-head up there at the Huntsman Center. All right, Brian, two other notes. Uh, disappointing news in, on the volleyball front, the women's volleyball program. Hoping to play this weekend, but their match it got postponed. Yep, and this is a program that was red hot, ranked seventh in the country. Uh, Very disappointing that those matches were postponed. Uh, We will update as soon as we get any kind of update in terms of if those will be rescheduled. The press release did say that they were canceled, so I'd expect those to just kind of be set aside. Maybe there will be an opportunity to replay those games, but for sure they will be scheduled to play again on Thursday, February 25th against the Washington Huskies in Seattle. So the Utes will take their unblemished record on the road and try and get another win. Absolutely. And then finally, baseball. Well, we thought they were going to open the season at UTSA. I know you did a big preview on the baseball season ahead yesterday on the podcast, and uh, I I feel bad because that's the worst when it comes to the podcast sphere is when something changes on you. You're like, huh, great. But nonetheless, the Utes, yes, they will not face off against the Roadrunners, but I actually think they upgraded their opponent. They are headed to Southern California. They're going to face off against Cal State Fullerton starting this weekend. Sucks to be me, Jake. <laughs> Sucks to be me. All I ever wanted was just a salad. Nice, Nicely done. You're pulling out all kinds of quotes and thoughts today. This is great. Friday, Friday is my movie day. That's where I drop the, uh, that's where I drop the heat. I can dig. I, I, I like it a lot. But I, here's the thing. Fullerton, traditionally one of the better baseball programs in the country. I know they don't have the cachet as a program because they don't have a football program. But I uh, have in-laws who were... Orange County residents were longtime Orange County residents. Fullerton has a big, big reputation in the baseball sphere. This is a huge opening season series for the Utes to go on the road and face off against the Titans. Yeah, it's a great opponent to start out with to measure where where you need to get to, I think is the biggest thing. This will be a three-game series starting on Saturday. First pitch will be at 8 p.m., then 7 p.m. on Sunday, and then 1 p.m. on Monday. I would expect those games to either be streamed or televised, either on the Pac-12 network or on the Utah Utes website. We don't have any information about that one, probably because it was such a quickly rescheduled game. You put it together but in this, one day, so yeah, give us a minute. Yeah, which is crazy, <laughs> crazy. But I think that this will be a good test for the team, and, and we'll find out a lot about them and where they're at. And 
hey, who knows? Maybe you go down there and, and grab one or two from from Fullerton and start the season off with a with a uh, with a bang. Well, here here's the thing. This is actually a good litmus test to start your season off on because Fullerton they've won College World Series titles in the recent mem- recent past. Like I said, they're one of the kind of the quote unquote blue bloods of this sport. Well, you're gonna go down there and really find out how good you are right off the bat and. Why not play one of the best teams that you may see all year long in your season opening series? Because it's really going to set the tone, I think, for this Utah baseball program. I think there's some, how would you call it, cautious optimism for the Utah baseball program this year. And we're going to find out real quick how good they're actually going to be. Yeah, they're, they're returning a lot of guys from last year's squad, added a couple transfers, a couple new arms in the bullpen for them to use, including uh, Dustin Schramm, son of former offensive coordinator Dave Schramm. So this is a squad that that should be able to put together some really strong performances. They've been limited probably in how much they could do, both by COVID and by snow. Uh, but there are some excited exciting players to watch on this roster. Shea Kramer is one that I'm excited to see as he goes between the infield and the outfield to see what kind of impact he can have. And we'll see really how well Bill Kinnenberg has been able to get his guys on the same page this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll do a recap of everything that happens this weekend in in Utah sports on Monday. As we mentioned, though, the, the, the series finale will be Monday afternoon, so we will not have a recap of that until Tuesday for you. But nonetheless, there is plenty that we'll be tracking all weekend long. We'll have it all covered for you guys. In the meantime, make sure to follow us at Locked On Utes. That way we can keep you up to speed on everything with regards to the podcast. In addition to Utah Athletics, you can follow Brian at Brown Bear SLC. You can follow myself if you so desire at Jacob C. Hatch. And as always, you can email the show anytime, lockedonutes at gmail.com. We love hearing from you guys and getting your takes on all things Utah. Brian, any final thoughts from you as we close out the week here? Live your life like the Cal State Fullerton baseball team and never have a losing season. Hey, that's a good way to go about life. That's absolutely the truth. All right, big thank you to everybody once again. Have a great rest of your day. This has been the Locked On Utes podcast for February 19th, 2021, and have a great weekend.